0: my friends, it is Brian Hardy coming to you from sunny California. I am wrapping up what's been a phenomenal Bulletproof Conference 2017. Such powerful and inspired connections and people and lots of things that I'm going to be sharing with you as the time goes by and as I interview more of the people that I've met and share about all the awesome companies and technologies and nutrition stuff that I discovered. So so blessed to be here. But I uh, wanted to record the intro for this week's podcast. And uh, this one is with my friend Numan Neem. And I met him at a very, very cool place, the retreat that I was at in the first week of August up at Luminous. The Vision Initiation Path Gathering, and uh, yeah, you'll you, you'll hear a bit about the context in which we met, but it was really cool, and I love meeting doctors, and doctors particularly that have a holistic mindset, and so that's who uh, that's who uh, Newman is. That's who he is. He's got a bunch of kids. He's into wilderness. He's into um, the deeper sides of health and healing and personal development. And just a really all-around awesome guy um, with a pretty cool story. So I want to keep this short. As always, we've got the Audible trial link. You know, the folks at Audible are fantastic. If I had to recommend something that would, uh, you know, perk your interests at this point, I'm going to say Stealing Fire. Stealing Fire by Stephen Kotler and Jamie Wheel. Um Phenomenal book. It covers so many things from drugs to ancient rituals to how the Navy SEALs sync up together and become one unit, Um, altered states and flow states and peak performance and creativity. Really, really, really good book. So check that out. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash Brian Hardy. That's B-R-Y-A-N-H-A-R-D-Y. And that'll be it. I hope you're doing well. It's a beautiful fall season that we're experiencing here. Lots of fun stuff coming up. Um, if you're on the newsletter, you would have seen recently that uh, the Healing Hashimoto's Summit is going down soon. Uh friend of the podcast and personal friend, Dr. Sachin Patel, being involved with that. There's a couple, actually, uh, local Toronto people involved with that. My friend Selena Moon also is being featured on there. So if you've got thyroid issues, if you're dealing with Hashimoto's, definitely, definitely, definitely want to register for that. And uh, the link you can find uh, either in the show notes for this podcast over at brianhardy.ca forward slash healing from within or in, uh, in the recent newsletters that I've sent. They should have those as well. And without further ado, here is my conversation with Mr., not Mr., with Dr., the good doctor, a true doctor, Numan Naim. Okay, we are back. We are back for another episode of Redefining Reality. I'm here with my friend Numan. Numan is a very interesting character. We met at uh, under what I would say are quite unique circumstances, um, and I, I, I the more I learned about you, and we only spent a day together, right? So for right. for folks listening, just to provide some context, we met up at a uh, retreat that was called the Vision Initiation Path Gatherings, put on with a group. Um, called the Eight Shields, um, who you guys are going to be hearing more and more of because their work has been very, very impactful and is directing the direction or is informing the direction of the podcast in a big way. Um, But that's where we met. And I had actually just come from a fairly intensive solo sweat lodge experience where I had been up like all night Mm -hmm. And then had this experience and then came out into the morning sun and it was raining and I was just lying on the earth. I I felt like I was like floating and glowing when when I met you. And you had showed up early that morning um, and you're kind of, you know, like, am I in the right place? Like, (laughs) what's going on? There's people sleeping. There's people out in the field doing this sweating. Yeah. Um, But it's like, oh, no, you're in the right place. Come inside. You know, there's coffee. There's breakfast. Um, And that was it. That was the start.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was, uh, invited to that, uh, retreat, um, by Chris Gilmore and Chris Gilmore is, uh, you know, someone who has been a big part of my journey, um, started out as uh, primitive living skills, survival skills, but got me into nature connection and, uh, and, uh, yeah, he's been a big part of my journey and he was connected to a lot of the people who were running, um that retreat obviously Sal who was Mm -hmm. you know came in for that so that's how I got to know of that retreat and I found out about it too late to be able to spend like a a good part of the week there so that's why I was only there for that day so Mm -hmm. yeah it was kind of a coincidence that you know I ran into you and when you started talking about what you do for a living and your interest in holistic nutrition it Really resonated with with uh, you know what I'm trying to do in in my work, um, because you know my life has taken a certain direction and I feel that now um, I think several years ago I came at a crossroads, um, and I don't I don't I don't want to take over the conversation, but we can get into more of that. But yeah, yeah we'll so, unpack it as we go. Yeah, that's sure. fine. So, anyways, that's how I came to that retreat because uh, you know. Chris Gilmore, you know, introduced, you know, told me about it, that that would be something that would be very, you know, it would be along the lines of what I am interested in. And it mm-hmm. was great that one day, I, I think, imagine the whole week would have been incredible as you experienced. But, uh, you know, hopefully there'll be a next time. I believe there will be.
0: Yeah, I, I'm quite certain there will be. And more and more and more of these mm-hmm. sorts of gatherings, yes. and these sorts of coming togethers, Retreats, uh, mm. times to reconnect. Right. Really, times to reconnect. Yeah.
1: It's really interesting. Uh, you know, speaking of the retreat, I just want to just say a few things. You know, we get so embroiled in our daily routine, and there's so many demands on our time and attention in life that I feel that it is important to take time out of that routine to experience uh something of that nature whether it's a retreat or it could be even if it doesn't even have to be a formal retreat even if you just get away from your daily routine you know get out into nature or spend time meditating or going for a walk or any of those things i really feel i think the the value of that one day for me was that it took me out of my routine and it gave me, even if it was only that one day, it really gave me some time, not only to reflect um, on myself, but to hear other people's perspectives who had gone through the several days before I got there. Mm. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure the whole week would have been even more powerful. But like we said, you know, I mean, it's imp- there'd be other times, but it's really important to do that, I feel.
0: Yeah, and I think more so important now than ever mm-hmm. because we're so stressed out, and because there's yes. so much information flooding into us yes. all the time, every day. Yes, um, I agree. That it's just it's all too easy to get caught up in that, right, and to lose yeah. track of who you are, what you care about, what you stand for, what you mm-hmm. want to do with your life, exactly. What's important, uh, what nourishes mm-hmm. you, what mm-hmm. fills you up, what connects you, right. And that was the biggest thing that I got from that week was just this deep sense of reconnecting to something truer, something Mm. more like life-giving, life-affirming, which is, you know, this sort of village building concept that they're teaching, right? Yes. How to build the village, recreate the village mind Mm -hmm. um, in order to create, you know, healthy humans, Right. right Which is something we're both deeply invested in is you know how do we create healthy humans? What does it even mean to be a healthy human? Right. In 2017, in a city you know urban center, right it's a, it's a question that fascinates me to no end. Yeah, um,
1: And' that's, that's an interesting place to start because uh, you know, that very question is what motivated me to write my book, which I started writing several years ago, which I'm happy to say, is published and is actually out this week. It's called Healing from the Inside Out. Overcome chronic disease and radically change your life. So Mm -hmm. that very question is what motivated me to write my book. Because I've been asking Mm -hmm. that ever since I've been in the medical profession. Uh, uh, I am a physician. um, And, um, you know, we can talk more about that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, what is a healthy human? What does it mean to be... um, be centered to be connected to be uh what does it mean to be alive Mm. i mean you go through life i mean i don't know brian if you have this experience but you look at people who you see in your daily life but they all seem to be like there seems to be something missing like Mm. you know from a lot of people that you run into like like there's there's it's they're just going through the motions it's just like all you see is a shell like you don't see Mm. the, the depth And, um, you know, I'm, I see a lot of that and I see it in my patients and I see it not just in my patients, but the people I work with and people I encounter. And that's, um, and that's another reason why it was refreshing to go to that retreat, even if it was one today, day, because I'm, I was in contact with you and the others there who are trying to go deeper, deeper within, um, and to truly discover Who they are, what their place is uh, in the world, um, their relationship to themselves, their relationship to to other human beings, their relationship to nature, and their relationship to the universe. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, just asking those deep questions and trying, and just going to those places, which very few people these days um are willing to go or or know how to go and you know i mean you take a look around and look at the world we live in i mean it's utter chaos i mean it's 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 a mess Mm. um whether you want to talk about politics or you want to talk about uh economic systems or you want to talk about um you know geopolitical issues uh you know there's terrorism and then there's the whole issue of climate change and, you know, we've seen two major hurricanes, you know, hit the continental U.S., uh, you know, in the last mm. four weeks and we're seeing another one coming our way. And then, you, you know, I mean, mm. all these things, I mean, it seems like there's there's so much happening and, and, and a lot of it is perceived as negative. But um, and I think a lot of it has to do with, each of us as individuals like the the collective consciousness um and and what is in ourselves is reflected on the outside um and i and i talk about this in my book um you know i talk about how our inner state um is the whatever you see in the world is a reflection of what's going on inside Mm -hmm. whether you look at the world as a global picture or you look at your own life right i mean if 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 there's turmoil and chaos in your own life whether it's in your relationships whether it's in your health whether it's in your financial situation it's all a reflection of what's inside Mm -hmm. because everything comes from within Mm -hmm. and i'm just tying that back into this retreat because that's what the purpose of that retreat was to for lack of a better word lack of a better phrase to go within deep Mm -hmm. within and to unpack you know who who you? Who we? Who I truly am? So, you know. yeah,
0: yeah, and I've found more and more. I mean, there's a lot in in what you just said there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the emptiness, right? The emptiness of our time is how yeah. one of my favorite teachers describes it, mm-hmm. right? And people thinking that oh, it's the best time ever to be alive. We mm-hmm. have all this amazing technology and access to food mm-hmm. and like whatever you want can be delivered, right? And then you look around and people are empty, people are depressed, people are anxious, I'm people happy. are sick, yeah. right? Just sick yeah. and...
1: Physically and emotionally.
0: Yeah, and I really see it as, you know, our culture, Western colonial expansionist culture is like a parasite of the mind mm-hmm. that has been glorified and worshiped, right? right? That this is the way to live, this is the way to be. And we see the results of that. It's materialism, it's consumerism, it's yes. destruction of the planet, it's right. destruction of the family, um, and, you know, destruction of the human, right? Because those those shells, those empty shells that we see around, in my eyes, they're, you know, more robots than humans. Yeah. Because the soul is, like, dormant or asleep or it's, it's left the body for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. It wants to be there. Right, my 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 belief is that you know we are all, consciously or subconsciously, on a journey towards wholeness, yes. right, or integration. Yes. Um, yeah. And you look around, and you know everyone's at a different place on the journey. Yeah. Which is totally cool. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but it is a little bit alarming and concerning when you when you see really how few um, people are awake to these things. But then also inspiring. Yeah. Because as much as we can focus on the big picture, the mm-hmm. negative news, mm-hmm. and all that stuff, mm-hmm. we can also look at one of the small scale things. This retreat being an example, yes, that are working, right. that are doing you know what needs to be done in right. order to keep this going yeah. forward. Yeah,
1: because I see like the you know that retreat as an example of seeds that are being planted and, in you know, in different places around the world. And then those seeds, if they're allowed to, you know, if they're nurtured and they're watered and they're allowed to germinate and flourish eventually, you know, these, those seeds will form, you know, trees and they'll form a forest. And, and then, and, and that's where I think, um, you know, the real change, uh, will come about. Mm-hmm. I mean, um. To our global situation uh, in all spheres of life so I mean that Rashid is one example but there's there's people doing all sorts of things I mean um, I, I really see you know you were talking about you know how people look to this time as a wonderful time because of the technology and everything that we have access to and you know there's never been as much abundance like material abundance as there has been in the past. But at the same time, there's a paradox that comes with that, right? Because Mm -hmm. all those things that we have access to can take us away from what really truly matters. And and, and what I believe truly matters. I mean, basically what I feel the purpose of of our lives is to awaken to who we truly are. To awaken, unravel our true nature. Mm -hmm. That's why I feel that we're why we are here. Um, that, I think, is the purpose of, of our lives. And, you know, we live in a time where there's so many distractions and so many things taking us away from, those, from, from fulfilling that purpose. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you know, that we have all this material abundance, we see the negative effects of that. Um, you know, whether it be political tensions whether it be uh you know economic uh, issues uh like the the collapse of 2008 that happened the economic collapse mm-hmm. in the US affected the US more than Canada mm-hmm. um you know you see the the disparity between the rich and the poor growing yep um you know you have a billion people on the planet living in poverty mm-hmm. i mean there is enough wealth and resources on our planet that a billion people don't need to go to bed starving Mm -hmm. without meeting their bare minimum yeah so when you see that the resources are there they're just misallocated yeah and being squandered so we really need to ask ourselves you know is before we start blaming the governments we start blaming Um, nations, countries, before we start, everyone likes to throw a shot at Donald Trump, before we start blaming all these, all these, you know, external external things. things, I think what we all need to do is look at ourselves, okay, because Mm. whatever is happening on our planet, each one of us is somehow responsible for that. And Mm. I'm not saying that in in a sense of blaming any one group or any one person or group of individuals as to why things are the way they are but what I am saying is that we all need to take a deep look within ourselves and you know and, and say how am I contributing to the state of affairs and how can I contribute to a, to a different paradigm
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: It could be something simple like it doesn't have to be i'm not i'm not saying that you need to have a major undertaking and take on a global problem i'm saying like it could just be as simple as your interactions on a daily basis like your interactions with everyone you encounter Mm -hmm. right because we have the choice no matter what's happening in our lives i mean nobody's lives are perfect i mean we all have challenges we all have obstacles whether they be our health, whether they be relationships or finances or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But there is one thing that we can all choose. We can all choose our attitude um, in the moment. Mm -hmm. Okay. We all have choice over that. So, you know, you can... Two people can look at the similar situation and then they could look at it differently. I mean, they can look at it differently. I'll give you an example that's in my book, actually. So, Mm -hmm. someone gets fired from their job in their mind, their whole world is collapsed. They've been fired in their mm-hmm. job, but so they may look at it from one point of view. Okay. That what am I going to do? Like I've lost my job. I don't know how to support myself. I'm going to support my family. On the other hand, maybe that person was in conflict with their boss. Maybe they were stressed out the whole time they were at work. Maybe they hated their job mm-hmm. and they did not, they didn't even want to be there. They're just there because of a paycheck. Mm-hmm. But what about looking at it in a different way? Now I have the freedom to really, really dive deep within to see what do I really want to do now that I've been let go? Mm-hmm. What do I want to do? What do I want to contribute? What's my calling? What's my mission? Like what, what,
0: what matters to me? What
1: matters to me? What moves me? What inspires me? So you can look at the same situation in two different ways. So I'm just using mm-hmm. that as an example, how we can determine our attitude.
0: Mm-hmm. And it
1: goes the same way. It's the same way for the end of a relationship. I mean, a lot of people see that as a, as a devastating thing. But I mean, the thing is, anyone we come in contact to, I mean, there's a reason for us where, why you've met everyone that you've met. Mm-hmm. Even if you've been in a relationship and that's ended, there was a reason behind that. Yeah. And, you know, if it ended, I mean, for some reason, it wasn't sustainable, whether it was an issue of compatibility or the relationship has served its purpose. Mm -hmm. And my, I don't, I don't want to like relationship. I'm fascinated by relationships. It's not my area of expertise, but I truly believe that every relationship that we are in, whether it's our love relationship, whether it's friendships, whether it's acquaintances, they're all there to serve a purpose they're all there for us to uncover something about ourselves mm. or to help that person uncover something every relationship eventually serves their purpose and mm. once it's served its purpose you know it's time to move on and that mm. is not the way we are like brought up to think mm-hmm. like especially when it comes to like marriage and um, you know, long term for life. Yeah, every yeah. but that. So Till death that do us part. Exactly, and and you don't think that's like like a, a beautiful ideal to strive for, but the reality of the situation, like if you look around, that's not the reality that we're seeing. So mm-hmm. so, you know, all I, I mean, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but I just thought I would just mention that because. It's a part of seeing things from a different perspective, mm-hmm. changing your attitude towards what's happening mm-hmm. not seeing the negative yeah because the end of a relationship can be seen is usually seen as a negative but a you failure, know a failure a failed marriage sort. right exactly
0: meanwhile those two people might have grown incredibly they might have loved During, each other exactly. deeply they learned a ton of
1: lessons maybe yes. had some kids that's right. not a failure that's not a failure right? it's i all mean part they, of the process exactly. of being human so like yeah I, i'm just using that as an example of i started talking about attitude how we can choose our attitude in the mm, moment so that's perception. another perception and attitude right and that determines so much of how we experience our lives well that's what they say you know
0: essentially perception is reality right in right. our subjective experience that's true because that's all we have is our subjective experience at this exactly point. yeah um and it, it's so true and i've seen for myself that you know, relationship and intimate relationship, mm-hmm. not necessarily sexual or, mm-hmm. or you know, mm-hmm. um, spousal, mm-hmm. but intimate relationship is the mm-hmm. number one sort of training ground yes. for personal growth and learning and development yeah. because you have this direct mirror, right? Mm-hmm. To, to, to really, um, to show you all the best parts of yourself but also to bring up the worst, right? right? And those
1: are both equally valuable. Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up because I have, uh, Brian, I have three kids. uh, You know, um, Sophie, who's 15. R is my son, who's 11. And, uh, no, so he's uh, he's 13. Uh, Alina's 12. So my oldest is now, she's a teenager, she's 15. And she doesn't let me get away with anything. Like, if I come home, I've had a rough day and I come home in a bad mood or, you know, I start whatever, like, you know, getting... uh, you know, short with them, or whatever, she'll hold me to it. She'll go she'll just like take it to me. Why you know, why are you so upset? Why are you so negative? Mm. You know w- you know, she'll just take it to me. Before <laughs> it was my wife, now it's my oldest daughter. She's learned well. She's learned well. <laughs> so 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 what so I'm just using that as an example how like they are a mir- they can your relationships are a mirror that reflect back to you who you yeah. truly are. So she really holds me to that higher standard and and um and i at the in the moment i'm like taken aback and i'm saying you know who is this yeah 15 year old who's confronting me but then i start to realize you know what she's absolutely right right because yeah. even though i talk about choosing your attitude i can't say that 100 percent of the time all the time i always have a great attitude no yeah like you know we're only human beings right i mean you know we're gonna react the way we're gonna react. But the thing is the important thing is to realize, you know, when we are doing that. Mm-hmm. So so we can we can um uh not necessarily correct ourselves but this but but try to understand where the that attitude, those feelings are coming from, right? So yeah. so my my daughter's a great mirror for me these days. I can only imagine. Yeah. I can
0: yeah. only imagine. Yeah. Um and yeah, it seems like within you know, it's that curiosity. Mm-hmm. It's that curiosity of okay, where is this coming from that mm-hmm. helps us to get to the root, right? Yes. And, and we've talked about, you know, things like functional medicine. Yes. Um, and I wanna dive a bit more, maybe now's a good time to dive yes. a bit more into sort of your journey through conventional right. into a more integrated paradigm. Great. Right? Because it's that curiosity mm-hmm. rather than rather than taking on the victim role and right. saying Poor me, I have cancer. Uh-huh. You can ask, exactly, why do why is my body experiencing these right. symptoms? Exactly. Why
1: is this manifesting? Yeah. So yeah, we can get into that. So <clears throat> I would say, so I've been in the medical practice for about twelve years. If you count my training, it'd be eighteen years. Um, I am a critical care specialist and a, uh, a, respirologist. So what that means, critical care, I take care of the sickest patients in the hospital, people who mm-hmm. are on life support respirologist. uh, So I have two specialties. Um, Also, I look after people with lung disease. I also got certified in palliative care in the United States when I was there before I came to Canada, which Mm -hmm. was uh, six years ago. Palliative care is caring for terminally ill patients and and dying patients. So, Mm -hmm. so I, I went, I went into medicine as you know, most people who go into for idealistic reasons, like I wanted to be of service. I wanted to help people. Um, you know, I wanted to s- save the world, that same cliche, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that you hear from medical students. Mm-hmm. So when I, you know, went through my training and into my practice, you know, I, um, I, uh, I had quite an awakening mm. and let me just get into that a little here. So I started to notice I've taken care of people with chronic disease and critical illness and a common Theme that I saw was that the majority of patients would not heal. What I mean by that is they would be stuck in the paradigm of their chronic disease, um, being treated with medication, sometimes procedures, maybe needing surgery uh, if they had a surgical issue, but not really getting better. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this this bothered me. Okay, I mean I'm unique in that way because most physicians don't even think about these things. Most conventional physicians don't. This bothered me. And the reason it did, because long before I went into medical school, I was always a student of human potential Mm. and a student of um, human behavior. And I see on your bookshelf, you have a book by Tony Robbins called Money. The first book, I literally, the way I got interested in human potential was I was walking through a bookstore and um, a book literally just fell off the shelf in front of me and landed in my hands. And uh, it was One is Tony Robbins' first book. I I believe it's called Unlimited Power. Mm. And and I I just looked at the cover, and this fascinated me. I mean, oh, who is this guy? I didn't even know who he was, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I was sixteen, maybe sixteen or fifteen or sixteen. So I purchased the book because I read the back, and it seemed fascinating. I went back and I devoured it. I read it, and just blew my mind. I mean, I've never seen this sort of thing like this. he, He was talking about. You know personal development about reaching our potential about limiting beliefs and all sorts of things and then it was that book that really put me on a path to learning as much about human potential and behavior i started reading wayne dyer i started reading deepak chopra and all sorts of all, all sorts of other books in that genre mm-hmm. and uh i just couldn't get enough of it and and that um it, it kind of took a back seat when i got into medical school because i was so busy oh um, it's right? heavy 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 load right career. yeah so so i was interested in that long before then when i started to see in practice that people don't really heal no one gets better i started to ask the questions like why don't they heal like what's going on here right so I fell back on the knowledge that I had gained as I dived into human potential and human behavior. And I started reading even more books, like I read uh, Eckhart Tolle, Power of Now. And I, I swear, I've literally, literally, and I'm not exaggerating, i literally read more than a thousand books on um, healing, uh, conscious human consciousness, metaphysics, uh, transformation, including listening to podcasts and uh, online workshops and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, it, it slowly started dawning on me. Um, and that was only a piece of the, of the puzzle. It slowly started mm. dawning on me that, you know, I mean the problem with the medical profession and actually before I get into that, part of my journey was, uh, I got interested in self-reliance and I got into mm. learning primitive skills and survival skills. I got into nature connection and I got into tracking and what tracking did I learned tracking through a mentor here, Alexis Burnett, Mm. um, of uh, earth tracks. And then that basically, um, you know, it's it's one of the most ancient art forms is tracking. And it Mm -hmm. basically, uh, just opened up an inner awareness, which I never had experienced before. So it was that inner awareness plus my search for, um, the real reasons behind why people don't heal, mm-hmm. which motivated me five years ago to come up with the idea to write a book, um, which I wrote over the last three, I started writing three years ago, got written last year and has been published and is now, um, now released uh, to the public as of this week called healing from the inside out, mm. uh, overcome chronic disease and radically change your life. Mm. So that's been my journey, and we can dive, you know, we can take this wherever you want to go, Brian. I can talk more about my book, or so I'll just kind of let you. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, speaking of the book, I did, yeah. I was just looking online at the uh, the webpage for it. Yeah. And I really liked the uh, the quote that uh, Mr. Beckwith provided. Yes. And he, he's, he's a special character. He I is. haven't met him in person yet, but I hope to one day. You're right. But uh, I just want to read his little, his little sure. word here because I think it's, it's really well put. So, with wisdom and elegance, Dr. Naim's healing from the inside out introduces us to the fundamental truth that ultimate well-being begins with individual consciousness. This landmark book is a trustworthy, comprehensive guide to optimum health in the body, mind, and spirit and the universal principles by which it is attained and sustained powerful words yeah I've very al- powerful words
1: thanks brian um i've always loved michael bernard beckwith for those of you who don't know who he is he's like one of the biggest american spiritual icons and um i would love to meet the man someday um but i have been a follower of, of his for years and he's been an inspiration and when i asked him to um to endorse my book, I was honored that he agreed to do that, and um, you know, it's just um, I, I respect the man so much. Mm-hmm. So, um,
0: well, I believe that he works with a center called Rhythmia down mm-hmm. in Costa Rica. Okay. That is sort of a premier healing um, indigenous medicine. They do ayahuasca ceremonies. They do all oh, sorts okay. of the visionary plant medicines yeah. with medical doctors and with nurses. Oh, wow. It's okay. very integrated. Um, and actually Giovanni, right, uh-huh. whose center we met at, yes. has done retreats down with them. Oh, he yeah, has. So, okay. I mean, I'm just putting it out there, but I could definitely see some sort of retreat potential. Yeah. You bring down a group from here, go yeah. down there. Costa Rica, Mr. Beckwith, you know, potential
1: is always there. Potential is always there. Yeah. I would love to work with him with something bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, yeah, he runs a center called the Agape International Spiritual Center in Los Mm -hmm. Angeles. And, um, you know, I'm always, I've, I've, you know, read his books and, uh, you know, he's been an inspiration and uh, I'm, I'm honored that he endorsed my book. So,
0: yeah, no, it's awesome. It's really, really cool. And so... There's this like underlying, you know, dissatisfaction, right, with how things are going and with with yeah. how treatment is being mm-hmm. you know, brought out and perceived and practiced. Yes. And right. Um, now it sounds like you're sort of in this, you know, almost like a transition phase, maybe. I don't, I don't want to put words in your yeah. mouth, but that's you really, I mean, you're on the leading edge. Mm-hmm. Of Because for the mainstream um, or, you know, people think of MDs as, you know, mainstream mm-hmm. doctors in a sense, right? Um, and by, you know, percentage, it's very few and far between that are open to these things and yes. are looking for solutions and right. are speaking yeah um, the truth about, you know, real healing. Yeah. Right. Um, very true. So I'm curious, you know, how you find yourself st- still like within the system and mm-hmm. operating and mm-hmm. like what... If colleagues have sort of you know read right. your stuff or are aware of what's going, what you're thinking of, yeah. Or...
1: So, so it's interesting because um, you know what I've what I've realized is, um, so I'm 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 going to speak to. Let me let me start, start off uh, answering your question by talking about the problem with the conventional medicine, which I've realized is mm-hmm. that conventional medicine treats us at the most superficial level. Okay, and that superficial level. Is um, the physical okay? Um, now let's talk about healing. If you look at the origin of the word healing, it comes from its origins are German. The word healing, from the word "eilen" and "eilen" h-e-i-l-e-n. That's a German word which means whole. Mm. So healing essentially means the process of becoming whole. Mm. The way I look at That definition is that healing is to cultivate and to integrate all the different levels of your being Mm -hmm. so let's talk about that so what is what are those so there's the physical which we all know and see which we can sense you know with our eyes Mm -hmm. but there's other there's deeper levels of being as as you're aware brian i mean there is the mental or this uh there's psychological there is the emotional, there is what I call the vibrational, um, which means um, our, our ener- energy, mm-hmm. um, the vibrational, and then there's the spiritual, right? And I believe that the energy or the vibrational emanates from the spiritual. And mm-hmm. I think that there are two distinct entities. So there's all these different levels of our being and, and, and the cultures throughout, throughout the ages throughout history have have talked about this and have have um, you know as part of indigenous culture that they've recognized this Mm -hmm. Um, but the thing is that over the last I don't know 100 maybe 150 years all of that has just been kind of swept away by conventional medicine we only focus on the physical Mm -hmm. so so what I Part of my, my mission is to help you know help individuals uh, because because the thing is that it's not just conventional but it, a lot of individuals don't realize that either. I mean, a lot of patients don't realize it. A lot of other people you know who you see they don't realize that either. I mean, they just see themselves as a physical being and they see treatment about being the physical mm-hmm. level. My part of my mission is to help um, help healthcare conventional physicians and the healthcare profession realize I that you know we need to uh come from a, a greater paradigm of healing if we are to truly help our patients. Because mm-hmm. if you look at the healthcare system I've worked in two countries the US and Canada and health I mean I, I don't know what your experience Brian you've had with the health conventional medicine and healthcare system but I've had a lot of experience. Mm. And it's basically falling apart. I mean yeah. it's just falling apart. I mean healthcare systems are overburdened I mean, I work in two hospitals: Humber River Hospital, Wealth General. The emergency departments are just full; they're overburdened. Hospital beds are full, and and we're just like you know, pushing, um, you know, medications, procedures, and sometimes surgeries. Now, don't don't get me wrong; there is a role for conventional medicine. Okay, at mm-hmm. some point in the healing journey, people do need to be treated for um, their conditions with conventional yeah. medicine. But but I think. That the failure arises not in utilizing pharmaceuticals, procedures, surgeries, but if those become the sole focus of the treatment or the healing regimen and you ignore the deeper aspects of who we are, like I've already mentioned. So you you started out asking me, so I'm still functioning within the conventional system, but I'm kind of in a transition which is true. I wrote this book because I feel that it was my greater calling. Mm. Okay. Now, there's a lot of books out there on healing, right? Um, Deepak Chopra has been doing it for years. I mean, he has 70 books out there. Uh, so so the thing is, though, um, I now I may be wrong. Maybe I haven't researched enough, but I don't know of a Canadian... MD physician who's written a book like this. Mm-hmm. There have been Canadian authors who have written books on healing and health and mm-hmm, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not aware of a Canadian physician that has written a book similar to this. So Deepak Chopra has been doing it for years, but he's in the US. So I, I wanted to um, bring something forward. Um, <clears throat> my initial goal is to try to affect somehow the Canadian healthcare system, reach out to my Canadian physician colleagues, mm-hmm. and try to get people thinking here in Canada, because this is where I live, yeah. about a, a deeper paradigm of healing, mm-hmm. and to try to make an impact, and eventually make a greater impact outside our borders. Yeah. So, so that's, I mean, I'm still functioning within the conventional, uh, med- conventional medicine, the, the traditional healthcare system. Um, Now, will my journey take me out of that system? Potentially. Who knows? Who knows? I'm open to all possibilities. Like, I'm not... I I don't... I used to look at my life as, like, kind of cut in stone. That I am on this path and this is my my destination and Mm -hmm. that's where I'm going. Yeah. But that's completely changed in the last, like, I don't know, I would say five to six years. Now I look at, like, a whole spectrum of possibilities. And where my life journey takes me depends on where i personally need to go in order for my personal growth Mm -hmm. and the needs of the environment around me Mm -hmm. so that's how i look at my journey right now it is within conventional medicine who knows where it'll be a year or two from now
0: yeah yeah well and just to comment on um, I've had you know quite a bit of experience with the conventional system, mm-hmm. and you know, frankly, I wouldn't be alive today if it weren't for that system. Right. Because my appendix ruptured when I was eighteen. Yeah, you told me that story. Yeah. That's, that that would have been the end of it, exactly. right? There's no amount of spiritual or herbs no. or vibrational medicine that I'm aware of that's going to deal with the right. septic. You know.
1: Yeah.
0: But it couldn't teach me how to be well no right it kept me alive and it does that for a lot of us it yes. keeps us alive but it yes. can't teach us how to be well how to be well right which is where the holistic side of things comes into play and the exactly. spiritual side comes into play in which
1: yeah.
0: you know we're seeing more and more of an openness and an awareness mm-hmm. I'm seeing it in the school system with mindfulness it's yes. like the new thing
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: and even within some hospitals I believe in Brampton Hospital they have Reiki practitioners doing their thing
1: yeah I've heard of that Yeah.
0: so it's happening right it's yeah. happening on yeah. um, mass not quite not yet right and there is still a lot of you know I think pullback from pharmaceutical interests right as corporations you know they have their their goals and objectives and right. that's a thing I think with the introduction and legalization of cannabis mm-hmm. that's gonna be a mm-hmm. big 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 mm-hmm. big contributor towards more of a holistic paradigm right and he says my belief and that's mm-hmm. you know that plant has been nothing but, well, not nothing but, it's been, it has, it has its ups and downs like anything. Yes. But on the whole, it's been a transformative relationship. Right. And a very healing relationship, right? Yeah. Which then sort of harkens to these deeper levels. hmm So we find ourselves in the midst of all this really exciting activity. Yeah. Um, And for me, the question I ask is like, okay, you know, it's finding that sweet spot. Mm-hmm. And I know in... Um, in Japan, they call it uh, ikigai. I believe ikigai okay. or ikagi. Uh-huh. Ikigai. It's true purpose, and it's it's the intersection of um, what you are sort of gifted in, mm-hmm. what the world needs, yeah, um, what people will pay for, yes. right, and yeah. what brings fulfillment, right. And where all those intersect is your true like, right. purpose, yeah. And So I'm yeah. looking around and I'm seeing people with retreat centers. I'm seeing people with alternative uh-huh. schools I'm yeah, seeing yeah. all these things pop up
1: right.
0: and From my perspective, you know almost the next piece and I think it's no you know It's no accident that we met and we're having this conversation and the relationship is continuing yeah, yeah. Because I've seen a real need to integrate with the medical system. Yes, right I because agree. there's so much resources there mm-hmm. and and uh, so many people that are already invested in it mm-hmm. that if we can just slowly divert some mm-hmm. of that into new areas the impacts over time will be huge
1: yes right I mean I completely agree with you I mean this is what this is part of uh, the reason why I believe I am still in the conventional conventional medical system like I said I don't know where my journey will take me but I I, I feel because you know you had asked a question earlier about you know what about your colleagues how have they reacted so I don't keep it a secret that I've written this book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't keep it a secret that I can't keep it a secret because I'm trying to publicize it, right? I'm trying yeah. to get it out there. Yeah, they all know, and um, they're all actually receptive and amazed, and they're they're fascinated with what I have written. Okay, now the book is in Canada. The book is out this week, right? Yeah. So it has not been read by a lot of people except for a lot of some radio talk show hosts and that sort of thing yep, who yep. have interviewed me already. So. Um, I believe that um, the book is going to um, create a lot of um, interest, a lot of conversation, a lot of questions are going to come out of people reading that book because Mm -hmm. I feel that now that I've written the book, I've had time to reflect on it. And there's even, there's so much more that I, that has come to light for me, Um, you know, it's a true of anyone who writes a book, like once you write a book, like after it words, you have so many more insights and so much more um, that you can bring forth. So I, 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 I don't want to reveal anything, but I believe that there, there will likely be a follow up to that because there's so much more that has come to light. But mm-hmm. I believe that it's going to create a lot of conversation, a lot of discussion. and that's my hope that it does, because I, my whole purpose is to get people thinking in a different way. Yeah. Um, instead of the way that they, they're used to I mean I mean that's how we grow I mean a lot of what I'd say a conventional physician is, who is not used to thinking that way mm-hmm. a lot of that you know it will it will force them to kind of step out their out of their comfort zone when they read some of the stuff that's in my book but the thing is that, we don't grow unless, you know, we're out of our comfort zone. And challenged. And challenged, right? So this is going to challenge a lot of conventionally held beliefs mm-hmm. I, in this book. Um, obviously, there's going to be a lot of people that are... Because the, the studies show that majority of people, more than 50%, seek alternative care or... Um, alternative medicine for their ailments mm. uh, in North America. I've read a study that shows that, right? Okay. So, so in terms of the public, I believe that they are ripe and open to this sort of thing. Yep. Um, but if I want to affect real change in how we deliver healthcare, it has to happen within the system as well. And I'm not saying that it's going to be an easy path. Like I don't expect it. I don't expect people to read my book and suddenly. You know, say, hallelujah, now I'm enlightened. And I, you know, I don't expect that. I expect, Mm -hmm. like, you know, I'm probably going to be challenged um, by conventional physicians. I'm probably, um, you know, probably people are going to want to debate me in a lot of my claims. But you see, the thing is that that's okay. Because my goal is to at least get people starting to think in a different way, even if they don't accept everything that's in my book. Mm -hmm. and there's one thing I say in my book I I forget which chapter it's in like there's one chapter towards the end I say even if you don't believe anything you've read in this book okay what do you have to lose by trying some of the things I mentioned in my book Mm -hmm. because I don't there's nothing there that's controversial that's going to be against anyone's religious beliefs there's nothing um, that's going to be contradict anyone's political or other nationalistic beliefs. It's all like I wrote it in a way that it doesn't matter what you believe, what if you if you have a religion, mm-hmm. what what your religion is, what your ethnicity is, what your culture is. Anyone can apply what's in that book, and it it is not contrary to any um, spiritual path that you're already on. It mm-hmm. can only Um, complement and accelerate that Mm -hmm. so I wrote it in that way on purpose and there is absolutely no mention of religion in my book at all because I wanted it to appeal to to everybody Mm -hmm. I mean I do mention spirituality in my book but that's more of a universal concept and it's it it transcends all religions and all cultures Mm -hmm. so
0: yeah no and that's really you know I'm fascinated by okay how can we help facilitate these shifts. Yeah. Right? Starting off with my schooling in engineering, I sort of think of myself okay, it's like how can I create the environment to engineer, you know, paradigm shifts or mm-hmm. new awareness or um, you know, just this Im- really getting people embodied mm-hmm. to really experience, mm-hmm. you know, the magic mm-hmm. that is available to us in this life.
1: Mhm.
0: And there's so many ways to do that. There is. Right, there's so many ways to do that.
1: Yeah.
0: And um, it's for me, it's just more and more sort of energizing and affirming mm-hmm. that you know people like you are interested in this, mm-hmm. and that people en mass are interested in mm-hmm. this because they need it, right? Yes. Like you said, people aren't getting well. Mm-hmm. And for some people, that's probably okay, and that's their, you know, they're resigned to it. They play mm-hmm. the victim. You know, can't help those people. But for those that know there's something deeper and they know that, Mm -hmm. you know, they're not victims of circumstance and that, you know, you know, like Mm -hmm. you said, there's a lot of potential, untapped potential
1: Mm -hmm.
0: to be experienced and to be brought out and cultivated that can make life so much richer. Yes. Um, It can. And those people are out there and in more and more uh, abundance these days. Right. As everything is collapsing, right? There's this... The, the opposites of the birthing, the yes. re-energizing yeah. of these ancient ways yeah. and
1: the collapsing of what's not working for us. Right. You know, it's interesting because, uh, you know, I, I, Eckhart Tolle, uh, I'm sure, I think you probably have read his book, The Power of Now. Mm-hmm. He talks about this. He's, he talks about um, presence and awakening and he talks about how, you know, when when there is an awakening, you're going to start to see things on the external uh in the external paradigm starting to collapse Mm. and it's because a lot of the the old way like it's it's a metaphor for the old ways of thinking that are Mm. collapsing so a lot of uh, the structures we have the political systems economic systems uh you know religious systems uh otherwise you'll see a lot of those things collapse as this new awakening Uh, starts occurring on first an individual level then on a greater scale Mm -hmm. and and I believe you know there's a paradox to our time I mean we talked about how you know people think it's the greatest time we live in because of the technology and the abundance and all the material things we have access to I think it is the great one of the greatest times in human history but not for those reasons Mm. it is for the reason that we are starting to see the shift you're talking about. We are starting to see people starting to awaken and into a new paradigm of being and living. And 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 it's not because of all those other things. It's because of that mm-hmm. the inner mm-hmm. shift. That's why I think it's one of the greatest times. And, and that's why I believe you see a lot of the chaos that's out there because there is this underlying current of awakening and, all the old ways of thinking and being and and maneuvering through life and, you know, all the different systems, they all want to kind of keep their hold on people. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like they're trying to stay afloat Mm -hmm. in the whole, like, uh, in the whole current of this awakening. And, you know, I mean, you're going to see all these things that you see. You're going to see conflict. You're going to see... Lot of the turmoil that we see, whether it's political, economic, uh, you know, ethnic and environmental. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's just this kind of a sign of the times.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like anything, right? Whether it's a human being or whether it's an institution or whether it's, you know, an mm-hmm. animal, mm-hmm. any sort of entity or life form mm-hmm. um, is here to perpetuate itself. Yes. in a sense right that's sort right. of this like survival instinct yeah and so you see that with things like the education system mm-hmm. and the medical system and you know giant food systems yeah you know it's just that's the way nature works that's mm-hmm. the way things work they're going to mm-hmm. try and perpetuate themselves and yeah once we create out of what Buckminster Fuller talked about mm-hmm. right don't fight the problem
1: mm-hmm.
0: create solutions that render the old way obsolete yeah
1: yeah that's true
0: and it's so, it's so powerful, right? And when mm. we take our energy away from fighting and resisting and mm-hmm. protesting, it mm-hmm. always gets me like I'm behind the, the ideas of, you know, say like the non-GMO protest. Yes. But I think we would do more good putting all that energy and anger instead of walking through the streets and yelling for an afternoon. Mm-hmm. Go and create something. Go and plant a farm in the middle of a city
1: couldn't agree with you and more. have
0: it all be organic heirloom yeah. crops right yeah. what more of a statement that would make and it's going to last because after a day of protesting no one cares exactly yesterday was the non-gmo tomorrow will be gays and lesbians the next day will be
1: you know awesome. who cares it's yeah. it's it doesn't work right so that's a good point because the thing is that i mean you know i think actions stems from being and you have to be you have to um you know have that state of being before you know you can take action mm. and you know i think a lot of what you're talking about the protesting against the things you were talking about it stems from people who are frustrated uh they're angry um they want to see a different way of living but they may not know how or what to do mm-hmm. and all they know how to do is the protests and i mean you know, it does draw attention to the issues, but only transiently, like you said, like the next day it's forgotten, mm-hmm. right? So, um, I think, you know, w- there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of truth to what you said about you need, instead of pro- I mean, go out and do something. I mean, you know, uh, be a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then once you are a certain way, your actions will reflect that. And then your actions will be seen by others. And hopefully influence, mm-hmm. um, influence them. I mean, that's the, the old saying that actions speak louder than words, right? Yeah, actions speak louder than words.
0: Yeah, and just as you're saying that, I'm just having this sort of connection, right? My whole reason for going to that retreat was initiation, rites of mm-hmm. passage, all mm-hmm. these things that I see in need in myself and right. in the culture, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, when you don't have that, and we have a bunch of adult children, mm-hmm. the only thing they know is to sort of throw their hands up and scream, right? What does right. It, What does a child do when it needs attention? It screams. It makes a ruckus. Yeah. It uh, It doesn't have the wisdom or the maturity to you know be sort of centered right. and you know take
1: wise action. We have a great example of that in um, just south of the border. Uh, I don't, I think we all know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to say names, uh, (laughs) but we all, we all know who I'm talking about. We have a great example of that. Just, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, have have not awakened, not in, not, not just basically acting like a child. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people like that. It's not just Mm -hmm. one person. There's a lot of people who are just basically adults. They have not grown up. Yeah. Because they
0: haven't had the community and the culture to right. do so. Right? Yeah. So,
1: so I don't, you know. I Again, don't, it's I not don't, a blame. I don't, I don't put. It's not. It's not. It's, this isn't. We're not talking about blame here, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, when I talk I talk about my patients who are stuck in that paradigm of chronic disease, it's not about blame because they have not been shown a different way of, uh, mm-hmm. of being and living and healing and yeah, and, and their relationship to their to their to the illness. It's not about blame. It's about you know, we have this knowledge and we need to disseminate it to as many people as we can. And and, you know, our purpose is to awaken to our true nature. Now Mm -hmm. how that purpose is fulfilled in your daily life is your calling or your mission or what you're here to do. And, um, that will be different for everybody, but we're, we are all here to awaken. That's, that's Mm -hmm. the reason we're here. And, uh, I'm starting to see seeds of that. Um, you know, we've been talking a lot about the turmoil and the chaos, but I just, just to on the positive side, I'm seeing seeds of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like we talked about the retreat that where we met. That's one yep, example. Yep. And there's a lot of other the retreats and and, well, and uh, these sorts of uh, uh, you know events going on. Yeah. Well, and on a bigger scale, I just wanted to say this before I forgot
0: um the whole Jim Carrey thing that was recently in the news I don't know if
1: you saw that uh, I didn't I know that Jim Carrey has been on a path of awakening I don't know about the recent uh... so he was at like fashion week or something uh, yeah. and essentially just
0: I haven't watched it yet I just okay. saw like a still of the reporter's uh-huh. face uh-huh. of absolute shock and like you know um like just befuddled this this lady. So what had happened? He I mean, well she he was on the red carpet and yeah. doing his thing and she's like talking to him and he's like, Yeah, none of this matters. This is all just, you know, pointless and just like really laid it out. Oh, right? Really? Like this this oh, this red carpet, this celebrity, it doesn't mean anything. Right. And here he is, one of his biggest, you know, names yeah, saying yeah, that to yeah. this reporter is like, you know, just dumbfounded. Oh really? I have to And it's like check millions of views online now and a friend of mine actually helped yeah. produce a video. By a guy named Prince EA, mm-hmm. who has a huge following online. He's like a spoken word, uh, lyricist, uh, rap artist. Oh, like cool. yeah, yeah. Really, really conscious guy who's yeah. bringing a lot of this to yeah. the younger generation, I would say, more yeah. so is his demographic. But they made a video, and it got like 18 million views in three days. Wow, wow. Right? So it's, it's powerfully coming out, and quickly, mm-hmm. right? And I think I'm seeing more and more that as these shifts occur, first in our thinking, then in our you know, emotions, our behavior... The world is so ready to receive that yes. and support that. I believe so. that amazing things are happening. Amazing synchronicities are happening. Yeah. Systems are being built. Collaborations are coming mm-hmm. together. Solutions, mm-hmm. right? Solutions mm-hmm. are being birthed. Mm-hmm. Um, in it's a really powerful sort of right. And I believe that this way.
1: Yeah, and I believe my book is a part of that. I mean, definitely, maybe a small part, but it's 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 a part of that. And um, you know. Uh, I mean, I, I encourage people to, um, uh, to, 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 if you, if, any, if anyone knows anybody who is suffering from chronic illness, uh, anxiety, depression, addiction, uh, even relationship conflicts, I mean, mm-hmm. I encourage them to, uh, to get my book and, uh, because I believe that it, it, it truly can help, help if somebody embodies what's in that book, even if you just, Um, embody a a, a part of it a part of a tiny piece of it Um, so i encourage i mean it is out on amazon it will be in major bookstores too by the end of the week so um.
0: yeah well and i wanted to ask you about that Mm -hmm. so if people want to find it online or find you online yeah um what are the best places to go so so it's
1: so my the best place to go is my website and i'm gonna spell it out for you so Mm -hmm. it's uh Nomannaim.com without a space and a hyphen, and it is N uh, A U, N is in Nancy, A U, M is in Mary, A N is in Nancy, another N is in Nancy, A E E M, M is in Mary.com. And if you go there, uh, that's my website. And then my a link to Amazon where you can purchase my book is there. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, I have a blog where I try to post an article every two weeks. I've been doing it for the last few months, so there's several articles there. Nice. Um, there's several interviews and uh, some some present um, uh, some talks that I've given that are on there. Um, and there's also a, a, a link to um, a description of what I do uh, personally with clients in terms of my coaching. Um, you know, a lot of it is around health and healing. It's also around focus and productivity and, and uh, life purpose, calling mm. and mission. So there's information there about that and um you know there's 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 a way you can contact me uh, by filling out a contact form there's also you can also sign up for my email list on my website mm. and that way you'll be getting uh my blog emailed to you every two weeks um and there's also when you sign up for it you'll get a free gift like it's just a guide to overcoming stress mm. that i that are important topic yeah to overcoming stress so There's a guide and a lot of it is based on my principles in my book so you get a free two-page guide to that and also eliminating limiting beliefs so if once you sign up for it you'll get that uh, email to you right away and then um, you know there'll be more coming down the pike uh, as you know my book gets publicity and evolves Uh, there may be workshops there may be seminars Uh, I don't have that all worked out yet since I'm really focused on the book publicity Mm -hmm. but um, and my book is also going to be available like uh, you know, I, I'm imagining you have mainly a Canadian audience for this uh, show. Mainly, mainly although yeah. there's a few U.S. Yeah. and a few overseas. So, but. so it's in all major bookstores like yeah. Indigo, Chapters, Barnes okay. and Nobles, Books a Million. Um, and if you go to a location that doesn't have it, you can they can order it for you. Yeah. And bring and bring it, you know, bring it to the store. So, Wonderful. Yeah.
0: Wonderful. So yes, so those of you listening along, if you're resonating with this message. If you, someone you know, you know is, is is dealing with this, right? We all know people that are dealing with this. It's 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 an epidemic, mm-hmm. really. Oh yeah. Um, so it is. you know this is a, a resource that's there, that's based on a lot of research, a lot of time in the trenches, um, mm-hmm. and uh, that definitely has some tools and some insights to offer,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? So maybe instead of you know Netflix and chill, maybe <laughs> it's you know tea and a book yeah right the whole netflix and chill thing kills me yeah i know I uh, come know. on people less screen time more yeah. more real people more, and r- books more, and things
1: more connection yes
0: more connection yes to, to sort of put a nice little bow on this yeah um but I man, we could talk for hours oh huh, yeah I could. this could be the first of many we'll see how it all unfolds we'll, we'll see. see and i want to you know support this in any way that i can yeah that'd be great um say so yeah, just thank you for you know being here and showing up yeah. and and doing this work it's it's really important stuff
1: well brian i, I i'm in the beginning of this sh- of this uh of this uh show i forgot to thank you actually for actually inviting me to come and speak to your audience and talk about um you know these topics and 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 healing which is something that is near and dear to my heart which i i think is important for everybody to know about um, because, as you said, everybody knows somebody who has a chronic illness, who is, has anxiety, depression, addiction, um, or a, along anything along those those lines. So, every, if you if you don't suffer from it, you know somebody who who suffers from it. So, just mm-hmm. if this you don't think you're going to get anything out of this book, think about who it could benefit in your life. It could be your partner. It could be. One of your children it could be a friend it could be a co-worker it could be mm-hmm. whoever mm-hmm. and um you know i'm just looking forward to having more of these conversations in the coming months because uh, you know this what i'm talking about <clears throat> it's not about me it's not about my book it's about cultivating it like sparking and cultivating a different way of seeing illness Getting to the roots of illness mm-hmm. and healing at that level, um, and it can apply to all spheres of life. So again, I thank you, Brian, for uh, having me. Mm-hmm. My so pleasure, my okay. pleasure. I look forward to doing it again in the future, diving yeah. into another topic. Yeah, and, I'd uh, love to
0: keep the conversation going anytime. Okay, for everyone listening, you will find notes with the links, the books mentioned, um, all of the resources essentially that we talked about. You'll find those over at the website, which will be brianhardy.ca forward slash healing from within. Healing from within will be the title. And um, actually before I let you go. Sure. There's a few Mm -hmm. questions that I like to ask everybody. One, Mm -hmm. and they don't have to have super long answers, Mm -hmm. it can be whatever, but one is what's one thing that you have recently or are currently letting go of? (laughs) That's a good question.
1: Um, So I'll give you, uh, I can dive deeply into this. I um, have been a victim of negative thinking. And uh, to kind of put some, shed some light on that, I talk about that in the introduction to my book. Um, you know I'm of South Asian origin I grew up in uh, predominantly uh, neighborhood east of Toronto predominantly blue collar Caucasian neighborhood where I faced a lot of racism and discrimination as I grew up and um, that basically uh, you know it put me on a path of just kind of just like being defensive and you know not trusting anybody and just the whole a whole paradigm of negative thinking so I would say that one of the things that I have I have let go of I can't say fully but I am on the path is letting go of my negative thinking and like I talked about attitude just basically changing my attitude to um, other people situations um, anything that arises in my life because it's all about perspective.
0: Yeah, so. yeah. And I've I've seen a few people, and not to take this on a different note, but um, become obsessed. And there's a cool book called The Dark
1: Side of the Light Chasers. I mean, I've meant to. I've read Debbie Ford wrote that yeah. book, and I read her other book called um, The Shadow Effect. Okay. I think it's what it's called. I've read that book, but I haven't read that book. But I I need to read that book.
0: Yeah. Which talks about that, right? And to not be obsessed with positive thinking. Right. right? But to have the balance. To have 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 the balance. balance. Right. Right. Okay. So letting go of the negative thinking. You know, very, very impactful. Very important step. Mm -hmm. Um, And then another question I like to get from people Mm -hmm. is just um, your top three resources, if someone's interested in this, writing your book could be one of them. Mm-hmm. A teacher could be one of them. A mm-hmm. movie could be one of them. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, or top three resources that have really you know shaped your understanding um, that you would want to point people towards uh, about healing. You talk healing, life, okay, you know, purpose.
1: Yeah, um, that's an that's an excellent question, and um, let me give that some thought. I would say. So, so, this is, uh, I know how to answer this question. So, my number one resource, uh, probably what you wouldn't expect, is nature. Mm. <laughs> spend more time in nature. And spend time in nature, not only taking in everything around you through your sight, your smell, your sense of hearing, touch, but... Let nature take you within yourself because when you look at nature, it helps when you spend more time in nature, it helps you awaken to your true nature. Mm -hmm. So I would say, um, my number one, uh, you know, source for, uh, putting me on this path is, is nature. Nature has been, been my greatest teacher. Mm. The second thing I would say is your life experiences up to this point. Mm-hmm. Even if you perceive whatever has happened in your past as negative and it sounds like a cliche but there's so much truth to it that everything that you've been through has you've been put through in order for you to, um, to, to learn something that you did not understand at that time. Yeah. Try to trace a thread through your life experiences mm. to see where that thread is taking you. And I go through this exercise in my book, actually. You, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and see where it's leading you, because I believe that um, our greatest gifts come from our wounds, all right? It come from the wounds, the shadow, You know and that's kind of what debbie ford talks about in her books like the dark side of the light chaser so nature um you know our experiences and our past experiences and the the third thing i would say is you know everyone has um someone or, or or something that they resonate with um Everybody has, uh, whether it's uh, a certain individual, whether it's a certain practice, whether it's a certain, um, you know, it could be like, for example, it could be yoga, it could be, um, it could be like a certain teacher or Mm -hmm. a certain, you know, it doesn't have to be a celebrity, but really look to yourself and see what really brings you alive. It could be any, it could be art, it could be journaling, it could be martial arts, it could be yoga, like I mentioned. I mean, try to find out what it is that truly brings you alive, that you resonate with, and try to spend more time doing that one thing, even Mm. if it's only five minutes a day, right? So, so I would say that, um, I even forget what the question was that you asked, Brian, but, um, so I would say it's those, those are the three most important things, probably um, not what people expected as an answer, but that's my most honest answer to that question. Well, thank you. Whatever thank that you. question was, I forget what it was now, but. It's
0: not important, but, but t- those are fantastic, yeah. fantastic yeah. Um, resources, right? Right. that uh, yeah I've never had anyone answer with those particular those particular um, suggestions so mm-hmm. that's fantastic um, and like I said again you know the book
1: is out this week well I mean if, right now is the 19th of September it's out on the 22nd. 2017 the twenty second 22nd? 22nd of September is the official release date on amazon.ca okay it's already been out on amazon.com okay. for weeks the the people have already, people have already gotten it. Um, it'll be out officially it's out in bookstores the 22nd okay so uh, so
0: this will probably come out shortly after that um, and then people will know where to find you they got the website they got the yeah. book mm-hmm. um, yeah thanks again man
1: great thanks a lot uh, Brian it's been a, been a wonderful conversation I hope to continue this uh, again
0: most definitely most definitely okay thank you for listening in and uh, yeah take some action Take some action, introduce some new perspectives into your paradigm and just be open to see what might manifest and I think you'll be surprised. Take care. Thank you for listening, my friends. You know what to do. If you appreciated this episode, head on over to iTunes, give this podcast a subscription, a rating and a review. It helps so much with getting more people to find the show, to tune into the show, and to potentially change their lives because of the information and the guests that we have on. So that would be so much appreciated. Until next time, love your life and keep redefining reality.